0: And welcome to the Purpose Unstoppable podcast, where we're encouraging you to step out to fulfill the calling and purpose God has placed upon your life with boldness. My name is Tiffany Hill, and today we're going to talk about getting closer to God. Um, But we're going to come from 2 Peter chapter 3. So after we finish praying, we're going to get right into the word. So let's go into prayer really quickly. Father God, we thank you so very much for this day, Lord. And we thank you for your presence even now, Father God. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives, Father God. Lord, we just glorify you, Lord. We magnify you, we praise you, we give you all the honor, we give you all the glory, because you deserve it, Lord. You are worthy of it, Father God. So we thank you for just being our creator, Lord. Lord, cover your people right where they are. Cover them from the crown of the head to the soles of their feet with the blood of Jesus. Lord, speak to their hearts, Father God. And as for me, Lord, decrease me and increase you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. So we're in Second Peter chapter 3, and I want to give you the context of this chapter Peter is actually writing a letter to Christians who were being persecuted and they were suffering. And he was writing this letter as he was about to depart. He was about to die. So he's not only writing this letter to the early believers that were in the Bible, but he's also writing this letter to us, warning us of these hypocrites and unbelievers that would challenge our beliefs. And they would challenge that Jesus Christ is returning. In the beginning of this chapter, he's opening up and saying, you know, I want you to remember. He's telling them, you know, these people walk they they were they taught they were taught by the apostles and the prophets. And but he's saying to us, you know, I want you to remember what you've been taught. Because when you remember what you've been taught, you won't be easily, easily swayed to believe something opposite of what you know is the truth. So think about it when if you had a job and you begin you stop working for several years in that particular profession. If you're not constantly doing that particular job every day in repetition, you to go back to that job three or four years later. I'm sure you're going to forget something because you're not in constant repetition of being in that profession any longer. So when we're in constant repetition of reading our Bibles, we're in constant repetition of studying the Word, in constant repetition of praying and seeking the face of God. We're in constant repetition of assembling ourselves together corporately so that we can get more revelation of what the Holy Spirit has taught us in private, then we won't be easily knocked off our foundation of what we've been taught because we're grounded in the word of God. Because it's repetition to us because it is done daily. But when we're not in the word and we're not praying, we're not connected to God, then guess what? We're not able to, we're not grounded on the word of God. We're not able to know the truth when it is when it's presented to us differently. I was, um, before God brought me back to him, I was believing and repeating what I heard other people had were saying, other scriptures. I didn't read the scriptures for myself, but I was repeating those scriptures as if I had read it for myself. Until God began to bring me back to him, I began to read the word for myself. And I knew that what I was, what I was hearing and what I was repeating, some of it was true, but some of it wasn't. And so we have to be very intentional about reading and studying the Word of God for ourselves. We have to know God for ourselves. It's not okay to know God through other people. So we have to be very intentional about knowing God for ourselves because some people have good intentions, but some people don't. And Peter is warning us, saying, "You know, they're going to come and they're going to say different things. They're going to try to make you believe differently. But you have to be grounded in God to know the truth about who God is. Do we have a?" time set time that we spend with God because I I remember when I was all over the place when God began to draw me to him and I came and I rededicated my life to him I was all over the place my day was just crazy and I wanted to get some organization in my day and so I began to pray and I asked God Lord could you give me a specific time that we could just meet together consistently even though I did want to meet with him throughout my day which which is fine for us to do that but do we have a specific time that we set for God in our schedules in our day so as I began to pray God led me to begin to jot down my schedule and I wrote out a whole schedule I had on the left side of the paper I had the times when I woke up to the to the time I went to bed and then on the right side of that paper I had my days of the week and so I had to write down that time when I woke up and when I went to bed to see what my schedule looked like so that I can make time for God in my schedule. So the time that I identify with God, we identified this time and, and I don't miss that time. See, we have to be very diligent. We have to be very intentional about serving God and about being seeking his face and praying and worshiping him. We have to be very diligent. We have to be very intentional that we won't allow nothing to come between us being with God. He is first and foremost in our lives. And we have to know who he is for ourselves. God wants us to be with him. Christianity is about a relationship. Christianity is all about a relationship. We have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. No longer can we play around and say, you know, Lord... I'm going to pray today and then tomorrow. No, you pray and you meet God every single day. He is a part of our lives. He's not meant to be out of our lives. He created us. We did not create ourselves. We don't have a clue about the next step we need to take. He has all of that for us wrapped up in Him. So we have to be connected to God, praying, studying our word, and be serious about being Christians and being in relationship with Jesus Christ. So it takes that if you are tired, if you whatever it takes, you know, you get tired, you stand up and pray whatever it takes for you to be with God. He wants us to be with him. He wants us to spend time with him. He loves us so very much. We can't even comprehend how much he loves us. So it's very important for us to be intentional and be in constant relationship with God. It's not okay that we it's not okay that we don't ever speak to him. we don't ever speak to. It's just like you have a spouse in your home that you never speak to, a spouse that you that loves you more than anything, a spouse that cares for you more than anything, but you never speak to them, and they do everything for you, but you never speak to this spouse that's living within your home, that is sleeping in your bed. Like literally, that is how that is how it is. That's the analogy I'm giving you. That's an analogy. Of that relationship, we have to be in constant repetition and constant relationship with God. So Peter goes on to talk to us and tell us that they're going to challenge our beliefs. They're going to challenge our beliefs as a Christian. And he's warned us against that. They challenge your beliefs by the behaviors that they are doing, portraying, in the environments that we're in. And they challenge our beliefs by mocking the fact that Jesus Christ is not coming back with their mouths and also with their behaviors. We have to know the truth. And they're justifying all of this by saying, you know, nothing is changing. Nothing has changed since my grandmama, grandmama, grandmama came. And she didn't came and she passed on. You know, nothing has changed since then. And today, everything stays the same. But see, they're not grounded, they're not connected to the word of God. So that's what we come in and say, you know, I'm you know, we're grounded, we're connecting to God to God. We know the truth. So that's a lie from the pit of hell Jesus is coming back and some and it ha, things have changed but think about it you might be in a an environment where people are just not changing nothing's changing and they're Christians nothing is changing in the in the environment that that you're in even though that nothing is changing in the, in the environment that you're in what are you doing to show that you are for Jesus and you going all the way see people that go to church and it's like a routine they go to church they come back home you don't see them pick up the bible you don't see them pray but we have to be the bloodline breakers you're the bloodline breaker for your family you're the bloodline breaker for your environment they see that you're taking it serious being a christian and being connected to god and coming closer to god then everybody else is like wow i'm going to do can you show me what to do because they're going to see the light on you They challenge the beliefs. They say like nothing is changing. But we know that things have changed because when we're in the word, we know that when God says something, when God speaks, it is the truth. So Jesus Christ will come back. He will come back and they deliberately forgot who God is. We know that God is almighty God. We know that he spoke heaven and earth into existence. And we know that he judged humanity back in Noah's day with the flood. And we know that he will bring destruction on the earth again with fire. So they forgot who God is. They forgot that God is not a man that will lie. He is the true and living God. So they're mocking that. And they're saying, no, he's not. No, they're mocking that. But what God is saying, you know, God is what Peter is saying. God is not bound to time. So if he wanted to come back right now, he can do it. Because his time is not on our time. He says in verse 8, a day is like a thousand years to the Lord. And a thousand years is like a day. See, God created time, and a thousand years to us is nothing to him. See, we operate off something called chronological time. In the Greek, it's called chronos time. So that means we operate off calendars. We operate off times, hours, seconds, days of the week, years, minutes. We're in a time frame. But God's time is immediate. God's time is Kairos time. It is divine time. It's the immediate time. It is right now. And God is never late. If Jesus Christ wanted to come back, guess what? It would be so sudden that we wouldn't have an opportunity to get ready. You don't have time to change your clothes. You won't have time to do anything. It would be so abrupt. It would be instant. So God is patient with us and he's allowing us time to get ready. Allowing us time to be prepared and to get connected to him. He said he wants us to come closer to him. He wants us to come higher in him. So he's giving us time to get ourselves together. You guys, we should never allow time to linger without asking God for forgiveness for things that we've done you know we should re- we should be repenting of things that we've done like i gave you the analogy earlier about a husband and a wife or your, a spouse it's just like you may have a disagreement that day do you allow that time to linger do you allow days to go by weeks to go by years to go by without even saying you know i was wrong for what i did i apologize i, I ask you for forgiveness you, you, would you accept my apology? Do you allow do you allow time to go by in your relationship with your spouse or significant other? Do you allow time to go by? That's just like God. We don't allow time to go by if we have done something that we we were not supposed to have done. I mean, God knows already what we done. He knows already. So what He wants us to do is just come to Him. You know, confess, Lord, I messed up. I messed up this time, Lord. Would you forgive me for what I've done? Lord, I just didn't feel right about whatever I did. Lord, would you forgive me? I repent of that. We have to go back to God. Go back to him and repent of the things that we've done. Turn from the way that we were living once before and, and do the right thing. Do what God wants us to do. Do the will of God. Do what he wants us to do. Not what we want to do. But we shouldn't allow time to linger. If we feel it in our spirits, like, dang, I, I didn't say something right to that person. I didn't, that don't, that didn't feel right. That didn't settle right in my spirit. Lord, can you forgive me for what I said to this person? I just didn't feel like I said the right thing. I mean, we, we go back and we repent and we ask God for forgiveness. God wants us to come back to him. He wants us to come closer to him. And if we have a relationship with God, if we have that relationship with God, can we go higher in him? He wants us to come go higher in him. It's some things that God wants to share with us. And we can't stay at this one level as Christians. There's many levels to God. We can't stay at this one level. We have to go with, you know, milk, then baby food. Then you graduate to solid food. I mean, we have to continue moving and growing in God. So God wants us to come closer. He wants us to draw nearer to him because he is coming back. And we have to be ready when he comes back. We have to be diligent. We have to be intentional. About being ready when Jesus Christ returns, we have to be intentional. We have to be intentional about what we're doing in our day-to-day lives. So I encourage you guys to get closer to God. I um I want to share this with you. I had a something called a trance back in two thousand eighteen. Actually, it was July. And um, if you don't know what a trance is, a trance is a it's kind of is you're you're being you're awake but you're kind of not awake but you can hear everything. You can experience it as if you were there. So I remember um, came home, and I had a really good day that day. I had a really good day. I was not, you know, I didn't I didn't feel sad at all, but I was crying. And I was like, Lord, why am I crying? I don't understand. Why am I crying? I, I have a good day. I had a good day today. But why am I crying? I didn't, I didn't understand why I was crying. So I said, Lord, okay, I don't know. Maybe I felt like... It was the burden of the Lord. It was His burden that I was He allowed me to experience, and so as I cried, I said, "Lord, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to lay my head on the pillow, and you know maybe this all this feeling will go away." And so as I laid my head on the pillow, I was immediately somewhere else. I heard this loud sound. The Lord t- brought me to this chapter because it kind of mentions this in this chapter, but I heard a loud sound, and I knew instantly that the word had ended. It was nothing, you know, it was dark. You couldn't, it was nothing there. I remember saying, um, oh, I didn't have enough time to do this. I didn't have enough time to do this. I thought about my children. I knew that they were okay. Um, But I heard God, he was speaking. He said, my people are not ready. My people are not ready for my returns. It felt so real. And when I came out of it, literally, I was like, oh my goodness, what was that? What, What just happened? But it was it was so real that I knew instantly that the word had ended, and I didn't have time to prepare myself. I didn't have time to get myself together, but you know the 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 thing about this trance that I had you guys this experience that I had it was so unique that's when I knew that when we go, your body is not gonna be there, but you are still who you are. The person that you hear and speak today, I'm Tiffany, you hear me speak today, I'm gonna be that person but I will not be with the body we will not have a body do you remember when I told gave you my testimony about coming back to God and repenting of my sins and I had that experience and I knew that I could not stand in his presence the way that I was we will stand before him in the condition that we're in the person that you know me to be right now the person that you know yourself to be without the body you're going to stand before God We're going to be exactly who we are. We don't, we're not changing. You're who you are. So when you stand before him, are we ready when we stand before him? So that's why we have to be diligent. We have to be intentional. Intentional. It says here in verse 14, I'm going to read it out in in the New Living Translation version. It says, and so dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in, in his sight. We have to be intentional. About the life that the lifestyle that we're living. We have to be very intentional. We have to continue seeking God. We have to continue to be in his face. Continue to be in the word of God. Because what happens is, the more we do it, our lives begin to be transformed from the inside out. And our goal is to become like Jesus Christ. That's our ultimate purpose. is to become more like Jesus Christ. So the more we stay connected to God, the more we stay grounded to God, the more we come back to God, we, we stay connected to him. We begin to be transformed. Our lives will never, ever be the same. I look back as a testimony, you guys, my life is not the same. Just from the touch and experience I had from God, my life is not the same. And that's why we don't judge people. We don't judge people by the way that they look on the outside because we never know what God is doing on the inside. God begins to transform us from the inside out. So we have to stay grounded. We have to stay connected to God because God wants us to be with him. He wants us to be closer to him. Guys, I pray that this word was helpful for you today. I'm excited for what God is doing in your life. I'm excited for the things that he is revealing to to you in your life. I just want us to go all in for God. Be, Be all in for him. Sometimes we can seek other people for answers and direction. But what God wants to do, he wants us to come to him first. Consider him first in everything that we do. Nobody else should be our first point of contact. It should be God. God should be our first point of contact when we're having whatever we're dealing with. Any uncertainties that we have. God should be our first point of contact. Lord, how? what do you want me to do, Lord? How do you see me doing this, Lord? What direction do you want me to go in, Lord? How should I handle this situation, Lord? We go to God first. And so it's good that he, he wants us to come to him. He wants us to come closer to him. And the more we begin to come closer to him, you gonna we begin to feel this pull. We begin to feel a pull towards him more. You know, we pray for, for hunger. We pray that we hunger after him and we, we want more of him. So I, I really pray that for you. I pray right now, Lord, that you give your people a hunger for you, Father God. Let them search you. Let them chase after you like they've never chased after you before, Father God. Allow them to feel your presence even right now in Jesus' name. Allow them to know who you are more than they've never ever known you, Father God. Let them be able to walk out this life, Father God, this Christian life, Father God, with you, Father God. Allow them to draw closer to you, Father God, to experience you, to know you for themselves, Father God. Lord, change and transform their lives, Lord. Let it never, ever be the same in Jesus' name. Lord, continue to be there for them, Father God. Continue to walk with them, Father God. Continue to talk to them, Father God. Open up their ears so they can hear you clearly, Father God. Allow them to hunger for your word, Father God. Give them a hunger for reading your word. Give them a hunger for seeking your, being in your presence, Father God. Give them a hunger for worshiping you and praising you, Father God. Because you're worthy of it all, Father God. And we thank you right now, Father God, for sending the people that you've called to this podcast on today, Father God. We love you, Lord, because you first loved us, Father God. And we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I pray that this word was encouraging for you today. Continue chasing after God like never before. I'm excited for you and I'm excited for what God is doing in your life. You guys stay the course. You know I'm praying for you. If no one's told you today, I'm telling you. I love you. But Jesus loves you so much more. Go out and inspire the world around you to be purpose unstoppable.